Hey everybody, this is Ruben with 5-Minute Warning. When I decided that I wanted to make a podcast of my own, I found Anchor. Let me tell you, Anchor is free. Free. F-R-E-E. That's what I'm talking about. There are tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right on your phone or your computer. You know what? Anchor sends my podcast out to me to Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, so I ain't got to do it. Also, you can make money. I repeat, you can make money from your podcast. It's everything you need to make in a podcast all in one spot. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, look, that's what I did. Five-minute warner, almost at 100 episodes in. Get Anchor. Okay, students, this is your five-minute warning. I repeat, five-minute warning. Silence. This is the 5-Minute Warning with Ruben Brown, happening right now. Hello, everyone. Once again, it's a new episode of 5-Minute Warning. Thank you for listening. I hope that you're enjoying yourself. And we have a treat today. It's going to be awesome. However, um, that's going to happen very shortly. But... I guess first thing I need to do is inv- it lets you know who's on. We got AG in the house. What's up? How's what's it up, going, y'all? AG? Doing good, man. Just had some uh, problems. Had some problems. Got them worked out. We're good. Yeah. I mean, you know, what's, what's life with no problems? Boy. Better. 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 <laughs> yeah, the technical was not our friend today, but that's okay. We beat it, and we're going to do better. Um, But the special guest today is... Our cousin, Sabrina, Sugar's Free Sabrina. She is a keto evangelist. And we briefly talked about my keto journey. So we decided it's time to get an expert to maybe help me out and maybe help you out too. So how's it going, Sabrina? Hey, it's going great. Thanks for having me on. Ah, no, thank you. you we appreciate you being here. All this, all this family love going on. I appreciate you. Yes. Yes. So I guess let's start at the beginning about, well, tomorrow, Monday, well, Monday, which is tomorrow, technically. Well, when they listen to it, it doesn't matter. Um, It will be three weeks on my keto journey. Um, I decided to go keto because one of my coworkers went keto. He did six months. He was an older gentleman and he lost 60 pounds. And I was just like, you know, winter's gone now, so it's time for me to shed some of this weight because the summer is nobody wants to be around fat dudes. It's hot. So I decided that, you know, based on what he did and what I read and things of that such in my current diet, I decided that I can do this. So it'll be three weeks on tomorrow slash Monday that I'll be on keto for three weeks. And people have been telling me things about the keto flu, the headaches. I guess my first question is, I really haven't had any of that. (laughs) So I don't know if I should feel excited that I haven't had any of that or worried that I haven't had any of that. (laughs) Feel excited that you haven't had any of that. It's not something that everybody has to experience. I didn't experience it at all. Um, So... 
that usually means that you're keeping your electrolytes in check and that you're eating enough so that you're not experiencing hopefully all those major withdrawals. So that's a plus. Like I'd be excited. Don't worry about it. Um, it yeah, yeah, it's a yay. Like I, <laughs> I wouldn't stress about it. The, the only way I would tell you you would have to worry is because you're still not eating quite what you should be eating, and you're still getting enough of it, the bad stuff, to make you feel like you're okay. And then if you eliminate it finally completely, you might experience a little bit. But if you've been on track, I say it's a big yay. Okay, so I guess. Let's clear it up for some of the listeners out there because I got a very rough view of keto and I read what I read and, you know, I'm going to be real honest, full disclosure. I didn't know that you did this until <laughs> last week when AG said, yo, our cousin does that. I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> so. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just didn't. I just couldn't believe that she's all. Well, see, you probably hadn't been on Instagram in a minute, based on what you said. Because yeah. if you're on Instagram, you know. <laughs> yeah. She is all yeah. over IG, buddy. All over. I, I just got back in IG, you know, and stuff like that. So, I mean, I'm not gonna say I've been flying blind. I will say that the education is not where I would want it to be, but I feel like. I'm doing what I should be doing. You know, I haven't had bread in three weeks, basically. Um, no potatoes, no sugar, like sugar, sugar, none of that. So the, the only other thing I've switched a couple things and, you know, I eat a lot more protein. I eat vegetables. So almonds are my friend, <laughs> you know, so I guess, Bare bones, and you can correct me if I'm please correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like I'm very basic with it, and I'm doing I'm eating what I should be eating. But if I'm wrong, please correct me, and I'll just stop it because I want this to work. Well, right, no, exactly. And I think the problem there's a lot of information about keto out there. Um, some of it's good, and some of it's not. Um, and I firmly believe in bio individuality, so. What the way I keto doesn't have to be the way somebody else ketos necessarily. Uh, in order for it to work for them, you have to find what works for your body. So I'm not going to tell you. I can't necessarily really tell you without getting into a major in-depth, you know, I mean, we could have a serious conversation and we could try to figure it out and I could, you know, point you in the right direction. But I'm not going to say what you're doing is wrong necessarily. Um, initially, the easiest way to get started is to eliminate the carbohydrates, the bad carbohydrates and the sugar and processed foods, um, and even with my clients, that's all I really want them to do initially and then eat well until they're satisfied. Um, and then, yeah, after that, we'll start tweaking some things because you'll notice that maybe you're not losing anymore, you're not losing as fast, or maybe you aren't feeling well, or something has changed after the initial set of weight loss, and then, you know, you can go back in and, and look at things and, you know, tweak things and find what works for you. So, um there's nothing wrong with being basic in keto. I think it's the best way to be like, I extremely simply like there is nothing fancy or frilly about what I do. I mean, most of my meals can consist of the same thing all the time. It works for me. Um, but if you're one of those people that needs some variety and needs to change things up in order to stay interested, 
there's absolutely the ability to be able to do that out there. But it sounds like you're kind of in the right direction now. I think the biggest thing that happens with people who start eating ketogenically is they fear the fat. And so they are not usually eating enough fat to to get their body to start converting to burning the fat for fuel. Um, and so they do end up eating a lot of things like overeating protein or maybe, you know, overeating um, nuts and seeds and things of that nature. Um, so in, in order to like invigorate and keep your weight loss going, it's really important to make sure that you're getting those good, healthy fats in, in a good quantity, because they're going to help keep you satisfied and keep you satiated so that you're not hungry and wanting to eat every couple of hours. And then your body starts to run on that for fuel instead of the carbohydrates and the sugar. Like, okay. So like bacon is good. Correct. It's good. Yep. Yeah. Bacon and eggs is my go-to for breakfast. It's mine too. (laughs) I love it. So there's nothing wrong with the bacon and eggs? Nah, man. Because if you read enough articles, boy, it's like bacon is like the enemy. Of course. Uh, That's because we've been trained to think that. (laughs) So so, so bacon is on the table then? Bacon is on the table. Okay. I mean, recently the USDA said bacon is not food. And they won't allow it in schools or anywhere that does USDA anymore, which I found out uh, from I went to my old job to visit at a camp and they do USDA. And it was just like, yeah, bacon is not considered food by the USDA, which is run by the Department of Education, which I don't understand. I would assume be run by the Department of Agriculture, but I guess that's here nor there. Um, but, yeah, they said bacon is not really a food anymore. And I'm just kind of like, I know what the pig look like. The, the, I tell it, it's the, the diet dogma, the, uh, we call it the sad diet. It's sad. The standard American diet. Uh, wow. That's good. Yeah. 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 I, I don't, you know, we have been taught, you know, to make what, like the biggest part of our, our meals to be, you know, grains and breads and, and carbohydrates. And then you watch the pyramid and then it's like, you know, a little, little bit of meat, little bit of, you know, you know, as it goes up, but the grains and the breads are across the, across the bottom. And, you know, that's just <laughs> the food yeah. mafia. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, yeah, the, I do. The, I the, do. The grains, the grains well, and the sugar people are paying for that. And that's what the FDA is pumping out. So they don't want anything that they think is going to cut into their <laughs> bottom line. So they're going to make think that, you know, what they're doing is the Holy grail, of course. And then what you're doing is wrong, but I tell people you really got to think about ketogenically eating is like it is, I call it the proper human diet. If you go just way back to even like caveman days, which let's just take it there. What did we eat? Did you have bread? Were y'all slicing up bread and eating bread back in caveman day? No, whatever you could hunt, whatever you could hunt, right? Whatever, whatever you could hunt, right? Yeah. So whatever meat, whatever meat you could find that you could, that you could, kill and eat right and they didn't leave a thing we call it nose to tail eating in this in this world um we eat nose to tail you know you eat, ate everything from the tutor to the tutor right so you could have the energy you needed right and you they ate a lot of fat because the fat is what kept them full it's what kept them going it's what gave them energy it's what got them through now did they eat every day no, no couldn't. couldn't eat every day because you couldn't find food every day, right? Right. 
So you take those breaks in between, you're not eating. And they they have fed us the, you know, hoopla that, you know, if you don't eat, your metabolism is going to slow down. If our metabolisms, just in the basic way you think about it, slowed down in the caveman days after not eating for a couple of days because it took that long to find food again, we would have died off as a species, right? Because we would have died from not eating. True. Your metabolism does absolutely the opposite. So they didn't eat for days. Their body was running on fat for fuel because they didn't have a carbohydrate. And their energy kicks up the second you almost get this burning sensation like, whoa, let me go find this food so I can eat. Your, your, your metabolism picks up and you get all this energy so that you can go out and hunt again. But people don't think about that, right? Because we've been, you know, processed stuff and we're about convenience. And it, they're like, the fat's going to kill you. I'm like, we'd be dead by now. <laughs> it would be done. You know right. what I'm saying? We would have made it as a civilization, civilization or a species if that were the situation. They lived off of fat and meat. They very seldom had even a vegetable. Like, only when the seasons were good. You know, if the weather was permitted, they have a few vegetables and they would have some nuts and some berries. Granted, not even the same vegetables and nuts and berries we're eating nowadays because we've got all these nice hybrids that make things sweet and shiny and colorful and tasty, right? They were eating the bare bone stuff, so it wasn't sugar infused. It was not those nice sweet berries. You know, they're probably tart and not very good every once in a while. And that's all a keto diet is. We eat meat, we eat we eat good amount of, you know, healthy fat, and we eat some, you know, some nuts and some seeds every now and then to to work it through. We That's how we survived as people, but people have gotten away from that. And, you know, intermittent fasting is a part of that. So, like I said, when they don't hunt, we didn't die. We just, our energy got up. We went out. We hunted again. So, when I fast, people are like, you fasted for how long? I'm like, yeah. Well, how long do you <laughs> fast? No well, I'm a, as a matter of fact, I just had my last meal, and I'm about to embark on a five-day this week. Wow. Did you say five, five days? Five days. <laughs> no Wait. eating for five days? I do not eat for five days. Stop it. Yeah, once a month. we plan. I plan to fast once a month. I do a five-day fast and on top of my regular intermittent fasting. What? Okay, I can't even. Wow. What? Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. What? And, and, and fasting is not something you jump into. It's not something you do willy-nilly. It's like exercise. You know, the more you do it, the better, you know, the easier it gets, the better you get at it, right? So I didn't start with doing five-day fast. I didn't. Um, but you will find that when you're eating ketogenically, your body, you're more satiated. You're, you're fuller, longer. And so you can go longer in between meals, which is what you're ideally looking to do. And then at some point, you'll, you're, when you're fat, adapted you will you're, you'll need less and less but you really need to fuel your body well when you eat so instead of eating small little meals consistently just because you know I will just take long stretches and not eat at all and let my body just rest from doing any digesting or anything that allows my insulin to rest and it allows me to my body to burn the stored body fat that I already have you're not wrong, but it's just still intense. Somebody said you ain't gonna eat for five days. I'm gonna have a problem. So <laughs> I'm trying to envision me trying to do that. It's hard. It's hard to. I can't even imagine. 
it's mentally harder than it is. Like physically, I will not be hungry. That will not be my problem. It will not be about like I'm physically hungry and that's what I want. It is definitely mental when you start fasting for that amount of time. You know, I will agree with that because yesterday, like I didn't, I had roughly, this is a rough amount, probably about 30 to 40 almonds between the time I woke up until like 7.30. And I really wasn't, 7.30 at night, and I woke up around 9, 8 or 9. So I really wasn't hungry during that time. But I was like, I'm not hungry, but I know I need to eat something. And I didn't eat until dinner. And when I when it was dinner time, I you know I took care of business. But I guess I understand how that works. I mean, is I don't I don't know if I can like say you know Ruby, you're not going to eat for three days. I might lose myself mentally. But yesterday, I mean, I kind of I guess I've experienced that yesterday because I really yeah. wasn't hungry. I was More just hungry. like, yeah. I got to eat something eventually because I got to eat to live. It, it was more of a, a, um, a survival instinct, more or less than a, you know, than a, oh, you need to do this because the world say you need to do this type of deal. Yeah. I mean, it's ingrained in us. We, you know, we've been taught to eat three meals a day and then we got taught to eat three meals a day and snack in between because, you know, that's what you needed to do in order to survive. But the reality is your body doesn't need to eat all the time. <laughs> it just doesn't. Wow. If you're fueling it well, it actually, your body does well in two states. You either do well fasted or you do well feasted. You don't, your body doesn't do well in between. And that's why our obesity epidemic has gotten so large Truth. In the past, I'd say 20 years. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. In the 60s, yeah, in the 60s, right? You didn't see that many obese people, but they ate, what, three meals a day. Mom made breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and that's what you ate. You didn't snack in between. You didn't have a bunch of, you know, overly processed foods. You didn't have snack foods and all that stuff. You ate three square meals a day, right? And the obesity epidemic wasn't that serious back then. But now we've got a lifestyle of convenience. We want things to be easy and fast. You know, we're snacking, we're eating, you know, things in between. And, you know, slowly, you know, the type 2 diabetic epidemic has gotten larger and obesity has gotten larger. And it's just because we've changed, you know, what we do. So, it's you know, we've been taught, you know, yes, you got to eat. And I got to eat today. But the reality is, you know, really, you probably don't. Wow. It's probably okay, especially if you don't feel hungry. So I eat intuitively, and I actually teach a class on how to do this and master it so that you can learn to listen to your body signals. And once you start listening to your body, like really listening to it instead of listening to your head, like, am I really hungry? Can I stop eat right now and like eat well? No, I'm not really hungry. And then like moving on with the rest of your day, before you know it, you've started stretching your fasting window and you'll be 24 hours. You'll be like, oh my gosh, I just realized I haven't eaten in 24 hours. I don't and think I've ever you- said that to myself before, <laughs> but I'm going to trust it because, you know, I ain't going to sit here and tell a bold face lie. I ain't never said, oh, I got to eat. No, that ain't me. I mean, I'm not saying I couldn't get there a little bit, maybe a little I- bit, not so much, but I'm just saying I have never. Hey man, you gotta eat something. No, I ain't never said that. 
Nope. That's where I was yesterday, man. I literally, because I'm talking to my brother, and I'm just like, you know, I'm not really hungry, but I know I need to eat something. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't like a, a situation, man, you know, rubbing my stomach like, you know, if I don't find some food, it's going to be a problem. No, it wasn't even about that. It was just like, yeah, I should probably eat something today. And literally, I didn't even realize it when I said it. And he's like, what? <laughs> I'm just like, I haven't eaten a lot today, but I'm not hungry. Wow. That's yeah, that's wild. It, it, it will happen. And as you get further into your journey, and like I said, you, you adapt, it gets it almost gets harder. Like some, some days it's like the, just the thought of eating is a lot of work. I'm like, can I eat well? Um, you don't want your body to starve. So you need to feed it. Well, I don't, um, you know, we don't count calories in our, in our world. You know, I just eat well eat till I'm full, stop when I'm full and move on. So I don't worry about calories. I probably eat, I say anywhere between 1600 to 3000 when I eat, <laughs> But I don't eat all the time and I don't do it often. And you... So really on the average, you're not really eating like 3,000 calories a day. You're eating 3,000 calories over time. Right? No, I mean, I can eat, I'll eat 3,000 calories in a day. But if you're fasting like that, then, or you're intermittent. intermittent. If, if I'm in, yeah, I, I will still, so there's the key with that. If I'm intermittent fasting even, in the window that I'm eating, I need to still eat well. So if I'm going to eat and let's just say my first meal is going to be at 12 noon okay, because that's when I get hungry between 12 and six, this is, and this is kind of how I set it up in my head between 12 and six, I need to be able to eat at least 1600 to 2000 calories. And I, and I will actually have this conversation with myself. Can I eat 1600 to 2000 calories between 12 and six? If I'm not feeling it, I'll just keep fasting. I won't eat. Wow. I want to be you when I grow up because you like Yoda right now. <laughs> For real, I, because I don't want to. I don't want to give it like three hundred calories and to be like I'm full and not give your body. Now you've turned everything on in your body, right? Oh, we got to get this food taken care of, but it's only three hundred calories. And guess what? Your body said, "I'm hungry. You're starving me." So it's it's going to hold on to everything you put into your body. I get it, and now. it's going to be like. And I'm going to store it for you because you're not feeding me the way you should be. So I'm going to keep it until you treat me right. So that's how we start gaining right weight. You know, like if we eat a little bit here and there, we eat a little bit here and there. Your body's like, you're not feeding me right. I'm, I'm going to hang on to every stitch of it because I need to know that I'm going to get fed. Okay. Because so see, fuel, for, go ahead. I'm sorry. Fuel your body. No, go ahead. When you fuel your body though, and you give it what it needs, then it's like, okay, well, I can burn this and put this away over here and keep going with this. And your body will start to, you know, tap into your stores, your stores and, and, and move things. But if, if you're not giving it what it needs, it's going to hang on to it. Okay. So instead of giving it a small amount, give it what it needs. But if you can't give it what it needs, you're better off to not give it anything. So feasted versus fasted. <laughs> So really eat, treating your body good, like it's like, on or off. Yeah. It wants to be in or it wants to be out. It doesn't want to be in between. Your body doesn't like in between. Because if you're eating, because like for me, based on what I've learned over time, 3,000 calories for a woman, not athlete is a lot. But a lot if that, right. So if you're, but if your body needs that, you bang mm -hmm. it out and then you let your body do its work and then right. it doesn't feel like it has to hang on. 
Right. It doesn't I'm feel starved. starved. Yep, it's not starved. So it's like, oh, well, I'll let you have nice long hair and I'll let your nails grow and I'm going to let you do all the things because I'm happy and I'm, <laughs> I'm getting what I need. Right. Oh, okay. Um, I hear it now. I hear it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, feed me and feed me well. Feast. When you're going to eat, eat well. Like, don't even play around with it. Like, eat good. If you can't eat good, if you're going to eat a handful of almonds and that's all you're going to eat all day, you might as well not even make your body mad. Just let it rest. Just let it sit. Wait until you get hungry enough to want to eat well. And then eat well when you sit down to eat. Okay. Question. I've always wondered this. Getting off of sugar, is that processed sugar? Yeah, I mean, processed sugar is really what we're talking about. There are going to be some things that you're going to eat that are going to have some natural occurring sugars in them. Um, and, you know, that's okay to a point with a, you know, with a limit on them. Like, you know, nuts have a lot of nuts have a lot of natural occurring sugars. And you can have, you know, some tomatoes, but they have natural occurring sugars. And again, based on your body and how it works and how it deals with those things. You might be able to eat a few more nuts than the average person or have a few more tomatoes than the average person and be okay. But yeah, when we're talking sugar, we're really talking like, you know, processed sugar or the carbohydrates that are going to turn to sugar when they go into your system. So would you say that uh, honey, like the real good honey is not the enemy? No, honey, honey is not something I would eat ketogenically at all. Nah, man, that stuff is. No, the only reason I said that is because, I always had a problem reconciling if it, you know, if we're just talking about processed, then why can't we have honey? So that's all. Yeah. Well, the same reason we don't eat fruit because sugar's sugar. Yep. Okay. You know, like, like I don't eat any fruit either. Every now and then some berries, you know, maybe strawberries or blueberries or something, but no other fruit because it's sugar. Yeah. Apples are crazy. Yeah. It the same way. Okay. Understood. Apples are crazy. Apples got yeah, like apples are crazy. 30 grams of sugar. Yeah, like just yeah. Okay. Yeah, I miss apples. Do you miss apples? I miss apples, but you know what I really miss? I miss potatoes. I miss potatoes so much, but I oh know what it does in the body. So yeah. it's just, you know, it's eat, it's a eat, eat salt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's the, and that's the funny thing it. because like, <laughs> I don't eat a lot. I didn't have a lot of salt in my diet. Because on my mom's side, we had some predepositions and stuff like that. Well, yeah. I think actually on both parents' side. So there's some predepositions. So I'm just kind of like, yeah, I don't really want that. So literally like at like 20, if it, if it does not have salt in it already, I don't own salt in my house. Like there's no salt in my house. I haven't owned salt for 20 years. Easy. I don't go buy it. There's no purpose for me buying it. But now I read that. You know, I need to have more salt, and I'm just kind of like, yeah, that's rough. <laughs> it's a, it's a game that I tell people you have to unlearn and relearn is really what you have to do when yeah. you start eating this way. You really do. Um, your body, you didn't have it before, and we didn't. You know, I'm the same way. Both sides of my family. You know, hey, I mean, I took I was taking a blood pressure medication, a, a pretty powerful one, for quite a while. Um, when I start eating this way, I stopped taking it. So, um. You, you, you're, you're eating the processed food. The processed food. I mean, if you look at a package, the back of a package, the sodium in like a slice of bread would like frighten you. So if you're having three sandwiches a day, you're probably getting you know sixty thousand milligrams of sodium or something ridiculous. I'm exaggerating, but it is pretty high. 
Yeah. So that's just bread in your sandwiches. Now, if you look at the packages on everything else, so the sodium content in processed food is so high that, yeah, the doctors were screaming, don't eat any extra salt because it's going to get you. Well, yeah, it is. But because when you eat this way, you tend to not, you're not eating any of that prepackaged food with all those high sodium content. Now you've taken it all away, but your body yeah. needs it to function. So you have to add it back in. Mm. I got to figure that out. Get yourself some yeah. salt, buddy. I mean, just yeah, just salt touching a, a thing light. of salt. Just, uh, but that's what I gotta do. Sacrifices must happen. <laughs> yeah, salt and butter is like you. You salt is one of your, you know, like um, three major electrolytes, and you really need to make sure you get that in. That will help keep you from getting things like the keto flu or feeling tired and dragging your magnesium, your potassium, and your salt are three electrolytes that you just can't, you not want to play with when you're eating this way. Wow. That's big. Cause most people try to stay away from salt because that's all we know. Or you right. feel guilty if you're using it either way. It's right. still bad. But Who feels guilty using salt. Like you just, you had to have salt in your, in your house for 20 nah, years. That's not guilty. That's no, but what I'm saying is there's a reason for that. And I think people like, like uh, Sabrina was saying at the top of this, a lot of people are like fat. They're afraid of fat. They're afraid of fat. Yeah. They fear the fat. And if it's, if it's not an avocado, they just purely look at the numbers and go, I ain't eating that. But that's exactly right. what you're supposed to eat. It's the, it's the other stuff. So your electrolytes are important, like she's saying. And if salt helps you, then salt helps you. Yeah. Yeah. You need the salt. Because I believe <laughs> the sodium in the, in the bread that she was talking about is not what she's talking about. Right. No. And you're not yeah, eating but, the bread anymore, so you're not you're not processing. You're not getting that sodium in that amount in your system. Correct. Right. Like I I I just had steak. I just had steak and um, broccoli for dinner, and so that's it. Like nothing that have a package, a piece of meat, and a fresh head of broccoli. Cut it up, steamed it, put salt, pepper, butter on it, cooked the steak in um, avocado oil. I bet it was good it. too. It was good. It was good. And put some butter on top of my steak. And that's what I ate. If I had not put the salt in, I wouldn't have had any salt for today. And you should be getting two teaspoons per day, at least minimally. You can put that on a steak and you're good. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. Got to go buy some salt. Check. I'm so sad. You made me sad about the honey, though. You made me sad about the honey. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The natural sugar, man. Sugar, sugar. Oh. Honey, I love sugar, honey. sugar. I mean, I'm type two diabetic, so like, and his weight is weight. So like, my my goal is get myself to a point where my type two label disappears. Hopefully, yep. yep. You can you do can it. Do you know. It can be done. I'm just I'm a little worried about my weight loss, and I've been told I shouldn't well, worry about that, but I am. What worries you? Well, the first week I lost three pounds. Yeah, I was happy about that. The second week, I didn't lose nothing. And I was just kind of like, well, I also didn't work out that week. Because That's for whatever important. reason, I guess became lazy or whatever. Because um, I probably do about three to four days a week of some sort of, whether it's five miles on the bike. It, but if you can't kiss, then you got another problem. So you're rolling on. the dice. Just let it go. I mean, I'm saying. I understand. Just like... I hate when people cross 
hey, I'm gonna make this turn right here. I'm gonna slow down in my car. It slowed down. Knows eighty percent of their your um, weight loss is your diet. So, right. Um, you know, ninety nine percent of your weight 90? loss is your diet. <laughs> yeah. So tomorrow I weigh in. I weigh in every Monday. So my hope, I guess, for me, I get a right turn. Stop being a DB. I hate it. <laughs> you know, it's more amazing that I don't have so much road rage, man. I really don't. I yeah, don't have road rage, man. This is like man, the but third time this whole this whole vehicular misbehavior thing has come up. Because people it? can't drive, yo. <laughs> I'm a defensive driver for a reason. Because I want to live when I'm going somewhere. Oh, you want to live? It's like yeah. that? Yeah. Come on, I man. Know some, I know some people who consider themselves offensive drivers. Man, like, there are days I wish I had, like, a helmet in the car in the passenger seat. <laughs> I'm just like, I mean, I guess it's my time, Lord. Wow. You know? Man. I mean, I'm not even Catholic, and I do the whole thing on the chest. Wow. Father God. Some, Father God Holy there's Spirit. some people, man. There's some people <laughs> I ride with, and they know who they are. I tell them. And I'm just like, you're terrible. So you're not going to call then, no names? What? You're not going to call no names? Nah, man. I ain't do that. Come on, man. You can beat me one time. Nope. <sighs> okay. Go ahead. They, I mean, they know who they are because I've told them to their face. You're a terrible driver. <laughs> Wait a minute. You told them to their face, but you're not going to mention it now? Yeah, because that's... I mean, I was direct... I was a, I was a one-on-one conversation. This is a one-on-how-many-people-listening conversation. <laughs> nah. I'm not going to do nobody like that. You don't want to slice up your really, life that way? You, you not... They not... Well, because... The other assets of their friendship I enjoy. Oh, that's, so okay, okay. they're not in that point where I'm going to just call your name out. So these are valuable people in your life. Yeah, they just can't drive with the crap. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and that's okay. They know who they are. You know, you know, you and my wife are like first cousins, right? Because, man, I mean, you talk about somebody irritated while they drive. Yeah, I'm not even irritated. I'm just like, yo, I sit here and get off an exit. And make the button like I'm coming left off of exit so I can get over. Right. And you're in front of me and you can't even give me a signal like to pull in the gas station. Right. I'm like, what? Billions. She didn't get the electoral college votes because the states that they did not vote in that could have turned the tie for her, they didn't vote. So deuces. It's gonna be interesting. Biden and Sanders is gonna be interesting. Um, it's okay to have be, be in the dark and just give money solidly. Jesse Jackson came out and said, I am endorsing Sanders. Now, there are still a whole lot of black people who love Jesse Jackson. I think Jesse Jackson is done. I think he's kind of an idiot. And I mean, not that any one person represents any one group, but when's the last time Jesse Jackson re- represented black people for anything? Yeah, I'll let you think about that. When you get a date, let me know. I'm not a fan of Jesse. Now, Kamala Harris, I feel like she got talked to. Um,. I feel like that the numbers are showing that Biden is did well 
in Super Tuesday, you know, even in Missouri, you know, he said he did well there. And hopefully Mississippi will do well on Tuesday. But I don't know. I mean, I was cool with all this until I heard Jesse Jackson's name. Then I was just kind of like, I don't dislike Jesse Jackson. I just think that he doesn't need to be in politics anymore. Personal. That's what it is. So, is Biden going to actually win or is Bernie going to get screwed? That, ladies and gentlemen, is something that we will all be looking to see because I got no idea. None, zero, zilch, nada, not a clue. I don't know who's going to win. I like some things about Biden. I like some things about Sanders. You know, if you could fuse into one human being, be the best candidate possible. Do I think either one could beat Donald Trump? To be perfectly honest with you, I think both can. But will they? And will the loser back the winner? That remains to be seen. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not telling you to stay woke. I'm telling you just to read. You need to know what's going on. You need to be looking around because it's always the small things that we don't see that come back and bite us in the booty. You know, we'll be talking more about the election um, in the coming weeks. So, I appreciate everybody listening to Five Minute Warning today. Thank you for allowing me in your lives just for a brief second. And thank you for listening to me, laughing at me, laughing with me. Appreciate it tremendously. It's Five Minute Warning of Ruben. Another week's in the books. We'll be back next week. Ladies and gentlemen, be legendary. I'm out. It's that time, y'all. We're going to give you a little GPS to the show. Check us out on Spotify. Search 5-Minute Warning. Tell the people where they can leave a comment or ask a question, boo love. You can send any questions or comments to F-I-V-E Minute Warning 19 at gmail.com. The 5-Minute Warning can now be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Breaker, Google Podcast, and Radio Public. Share, like, subscribe. Listening to the Five Minute Warning with Ruben Brown. Search Five Minute Warning on the Spotify app. Peace. funny that you said that because you totally read my mind because I was about to say is this some Black History Month stuff? Yeah and I mean like with that being said and I'm completely doing a lateral shift here I didn't know that DC Comics was owned by AT&T but it makes sense because they own Warner Brothers. Yes I was about to say I knew that only because I knew they owned Warner Brothers. And apparently this happened this month that if the 5G doesn't work, they're going to close DC Comics. That's a rumor. 
what? Well, I mean, exactly. I mean, well, they also just fired, like, I guess um, a whole bunch of people have no idea about this, but they just fired like their like DC's uh, like co-publisher for the company. Mm-hmm. They just fired him. They say exit, you know. But they're also talking. They might sell DC. So it's all kind of interesting how one company owns Marvel and they're kind of flourishing, but another company owns DC, and it really looks like they're pooping. Well, also because Marvel's a better product, but I mean, you know. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. And I don't necessarily, I don't say that just because like I like the story out better, but I, I will say the way that they've conducted their universe with the cinema world and, True. and, and making things interconnected. I mean, they've just, they've just been smarter about it. I mean... And I think they have better. I think they have better stories too. But that's that's personal opinion. But I just don't know. Everything else is factual. So Didio said that five G is the basis for all DC comics in the future. Like, I don't understand what that means. Like, I don't know if that is like the current five G spectrum type of deal, or DC is doing a five G event. You know, their event's called five G, and it's coming on the coattails of the 5G event. You know what I'm saying? I feel like those are two separate companies and they should stay separate. But it's what it is. It ain't me. I just thought that was interesting to talk about because I was like shocked. So I want to move on to something a little different. And I really have a question. In all this world of triangulation of people's locations through their cell phones, how did someone call 911 for help and they couldn't find him? They couldn't find the phone's location? Uh, no clue. Was, I mean, was the phone signal bouncing off of a repeater? Well, that's the... Was it? I mean... So, this dude called 911 and from New York. He was dying of the flu or something. And he was talking to the operator. Operator couldn't understand him. And the police could not pinpoint his phone's location. So they could pinpoint. You said you said it was New York, though, right? Yeah. But come uh, on, man. But they can they can track they can triangulate certain phones. And apparently, it I was mean, triangulated. But I, I mean, in New York, you can triangulate it to oh, he's on he's right here on this block, and you could be talking about a high rise as. 15 floors. I mean, you still might not be able to find them. Very possible, I guess. I mean, but it's one of those things where if somebody, I guess what I'm saying is 911, because they said the police couldn't pinpoint the location. But the police can pinpoint somewhere else. So for 45 minutes after this dude called 911, Five cops, three firefighters, and a police dog search. So you had eight people in a dog. So if they, if, I mean, once again, if they search, that means they knew 
where he was like longitude, latitude wise, but in New York with high rise buildings and, and all the units, I mean, I can easily see how you don't, you might know, Hey, he's right here. He's, he's within 300 yards of us, but you don't know if he's up down. I mean, no, I mean, I, I can see it. I mean, you would think that the technology is better than that, but it, it can't be because well, they can just tell you what sick power is pick, pick, picking off. Here's my other question. So they had a general area encompassing two apartment buildings. Did anybody ever think of getting the phone number and looking up the phone number to see who it belongs to in their address? Because they can do that. Um, can't they? And and what and what if it was a prepaid phone or a burner phone? You and, and you're perfectly right. You're perfectly right. But I guess what I'm saying is, you know, apparently this happens a lot. That they say after cell phones came out, um, basically, what happens is people can't they cell phone privacy settings. And outdated dispatch mapping systems frustrate first responders when they can't find them. Then why don't we update our dispatch mapping system? You know, there should probably be some things such as when someone calls 911, we should be able to know where they are. Just saying. And I think that would be fair. Because, Tico, if you dial 911 from your phone, you expect somebody to know where you are. I mean, actually, I do not because Flavor Flav once told me that 911 was a joke in my town. <laughs> the so, fact that you brought that old crap up <laughs> is a whole bunch of funny and a whole bunch of crazy. But Hey, man, look, when I was a kid, I heard 911 was a joke. But if I ever need them, I hope they get serious enough to help me. Yeah. Stop quoting them. So, <laughs> apparently, FCC is required 